you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. You don't need to fear today's episode, and you don't need to feel remorseful for being curious. Leave your judgments behind and all concepts of what you think you know. All you really need is an open mind. Because for this episode, we are going to be talking about demons. If that word alone, demons, had some sort of effect on you, whether it startled you, or evoked some sort of fear, or triggered you in some way, then just stop and simply take notice. Realize that that is the programming. It's how most of us have been conditioned to react. It's almost as if we have an immediate aversion to the word. Because that's how religion and Hollywood movies have taught us to react. When we hear the word demon, a good majority of us will immediately conjure up an image of some grotesque, possibly winged creature with sharp fangs and long claws. But what exactly is a demon? Well, there are different approaches to this question, but I'll start out by saying that one perspective is that they are ancient gods that have been demonized. You see, the word demon comes from the Greek word daemon, which translates to divine being and or divine intelligence. You have to keep in mind that these energies have been here long before you and I, and long before Christianity even became an established religion. Take, for example, the demonic king Baal, also known as Ba'el, depending on the spelling. He was once a god worshipped by many ancient Middle Eastern communities, especially among the Canaanites. He was a god that ruled over the sun, rain, thunder, but was most well known to be a god of fertility and agriculture. But of course, he was later demonized and became known as the demon king, Baal. As far as his appearance, described in the Lesser Key of Solomon, he is depicted as a three-headed demon, having the head of a cat, a man, and a toad, with tarantula-like spider legs. As a demon now, he is known to grant physical, spiritual, and astral invisibility. 
he is known for his incredible strength, as he is a very powerful warrior. And he's also known to aid the practitioner in gaining people's favor or gaining popularity. And notice how I said King Baal, because yes, there are hierarchies. Just as there are seraphim, archangels, and angels, demons have hierarchies too. They have kings, lords, dukes, depending on the hierarchy that you're looking at. Because you've got Colin DePlancy's Dictionary Infernal hierarchy. You've also got the Magus hierarchy and the grimoire of Pope Honorius, for example. So there are various hierarchies that are compiled from various sources that show you how people have cataloged demons over the past 500 to 1,000 years. And another thing about demons is that they can also evolve with time. It just depends on how people perceive them. So naturally, they have different aspects to them as well. One example might be Lilith. She can sometimes be perceived as a demon who brings death to infants, a demon who takes advantage of men at night as a succubus, a demon who brings miscarriages to women, and or she can be seen as a demon who brings strength to women, who helps and encourages women to be more comfortable within their own feminine aspects. She can help you stand in your own power and gain confidence. I do have to say she's not exclusive to women because there are many lessons that men can learn from her as well. Men also can learn from her to stand within their own power. It may not be the easiest lesson, but she can certainly help. It really is about perspective and how you handle these lessons. Do you embrace them or do you reject them? You see, before you go wanting to work with these infernals and or demons, you have to know what they are. Some are just spirits of darkness. And remember, darkness does not necessarily mean evil. Darkness is just darkness, and light is just light. Good versus evil are man-made concepts. And these energies don't operate within man-made concepts. They transcend that. Infernals and or demons are agents of chaos. You see, what most people don't understand is that they will bring chaos into your life. They will tear down and demolish those things that no longer serve you. They will remove people from your life that are holding you back. That doesn't necessarily mean they will kill them. It means they will simply remove them from your life. Although, sure, death is not completely off the table. Just know that it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to kill people in your life. So, these beings will bring chaos into your life in order to clear the path 
and allow better things to come in. Let's say you ask them for financial assistance, but then you end up getting fired from your job. Well, this was done to help clear the path to allow better opportunities to come in. Well, what are you going to do in the meantime? You have to remember that these beings, they're beyond that. That's not a major concern to them. You ask for a task, and they are getting it done. And they have a reputation of working extremely fast to get you that result. It's kind of like receiving tough love from them. That is why it's not for the faint of heart to work with them. They will shake and rattle your life and throw the pieces up. And when they land, they'll land in perfect alignment to whatever it is you desired. They operate on a different level than us. You can say they work a lot through the cause and effect principle, but you have to be willing to do your part as well. You have to realize that you are working with demons. And even though they don't require a payment, it's always a good idea to give them an offering. Research that demon that you're working with and find out what it is that they like. What incense corresponds to them? Is it copal? Patchouli? You can start out with small little details in that way. And here is where the energetic transaction begins. If you want to think of it in terms of payment, then that is your currency. You can spend your time and energy researching them. Find out what their origin stories are. Find out what they specialize in. Is it wealth and fame? Is it disease? Is it beauty? Do they have warrior attributes? Is it empowerment? Find out what their sigils are. Figure out their color correspondences or their planetary correspondences. If you're ready for it, you can even give them their own space in your home. You can make altars for them, right? So you're giving them your time and attention. You're giving them your energy. There's also prayers and chants and so much more. They don't necessarily want your soul. What these demons, get used to the word, or infernals, or ancient gods, get from you is a healthy, positive transaction of energy. Because that is what you're engaging in when you respect and hold something in such high regard. Also, before you go summoning and or calling these beings, you should have a clear intent. What do you need help with? This is why it's important to do your internal work, to do your shadow work. Why are you calling on them? Don't just attempt to call upon them because you want to see if they'll show up. They definitely can and will. Which brings me to the next question people ask. Is working with demons dangerous? 
Well, yes. But it has to do with the practitioner. Because you have to be in the right mind frame. You have to clearly know of what your intentions are and of what you're asking of them. You have to be in the right emotional state. Are you afraid? Because if that's the energy that you're putting out, then that's the experience that you're going to get back. What's your physical state like? What are you consuming? You know, back in the ancient mystery schools, magicians would refrain from eating meat in order to connect and reach higher levels of consciousness. There's a lot more to it, and it can get a lot more complex if you're really, truly wanting to work and or connect with these beings. And I'm thinking in terms of rituals, because there is so much time, energy, and effort that is required. But another perspective, when asked what demons are, is that they are aspects of our consciousness. So we have the conscious mind, and that is when we are aware of what we're doing. We have the subconscious mind, which is kind of the one that runs on autopilot. And then we have the unconscious mind. And this is the part in which we are extremely unaware of. And so when we dive into our shadow, we are diving into our unconscious mind. And in order to access your unconscious mind, your brain needs to be in theta brain waves, which is basically a deep, relaxed, meditative state. That is why I'm big on meditation. To me, meditation is key because things become a lot more clearer. You are able to receive information a lot more clearer. Because in terms of hermetics, where the all is mind, if the all is mind, then we all have access to it. Psychologically speaking, then all of the angels, archangels, and demons are just aspects of our psyche. And a demon is a part within ourselves that has been neglected and is in desperate need of our love and attention. It's become harmful because it needs that love and attention. And in a way, you can work with it and you can exorcise it and transmute it. So you perform alchemy to help that demon become an angel. But these energies are also very much real, and you can feel their energy. And so sometimes it might feel dense, heavy. Alright, so here's one example, one way that you might be able to feel their energy. Have you ever been in the presence of someone, and you were just instantly irritated at them? You don't know why. They haven't done anything to you. You were just annoyed and irritated at the mere sight of them. That's one more way they can show up. So pay attention to your energy in motion. 
pay attention to your emotions. They can purposely put you in situations where you'll be mirrored to show you things, right? So they'll purposely put you in situations that may seem difficult to you in order to help you overcome your own blocks. So in terms of shadow work, you can call upon them to help you guide you. Demons and or infernals can help illuminate you. It's a matter of perspective. That's why we have that saying that the universe is always working in our favor. Embrace both order and chaos. Guys, let me know what you thought about the episode. Or if you have any questions, or if there are any comments, or if you have any feedback, then I'd really appreciate hearing your thoughts. And you can reach me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. Or you can also friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb and or on TikTok, same handle, lauralavender.mb. Also, don't forget to go check out the website. Lots of interesting things for you to check out there at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. And thank you so much for supporting the podcast by listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.